Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Jesus is a
everyone. How are you doing today? This is Kingdom Empowerment Inc. Radio. And the program is Kingdom Kids Spirit, Soul, and Body Series. We have a brand new topic today. It is In Your Situation, Help Others. That is, in whatever situation we find ourselves, in our condition, in our challenges, there will be somebody who will come. So help him or her. And that is our topic today. So we try and do the little God tell us to do. And I believe you are there today. Today is the day the Lord has made. Whatever situation we find ourselves, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. We thank God for today. Please join me in prayer as we continue. Father, we just want to thank you this day. We bless you. We thank you for waking us up. There are many others who could not wake up. There are many others who could not see this day. But it is you who made us to see this day. We thank you for all that you've done. Father, we repent and we come to you that we have seen, I have seen, and I need your help. And I thank you for your mercy, for your mercy is new every morning. And we thank you, O oh God, for to, for this this uh, presentation. You present it. Give to your people what you what you want them to know and understand your precept. Father, we thank you, O oh God, for each and every one that hear your word today and be doers of your word. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Hallelujah. So last week I spoke briefly on do not fear. And I hope you go over it again. I encourage you to go over that again. And we are going to continue from the same proof test. That is First Samuel chapter 30. And we are going to read from verse 6 or 7. Okay. That is faced with the tragedy of losing their families. You know, David and his men, they had come from being with Achish. They were rejected. You see? Can you see rejection? So when we, we look at rejection sometimes in a bad light, we see rejection, oh, it's, it's, it's over. I'm rejected. You see? But they were rejected, and they had to come back home. Assuming they were not rejected, the Amalekites would have taken all their loot, and I don't know what they would have done with with the the people, the the wives and the children and others they took. Only God knows what could have happened to them, but because of the rejection, so they had to come back home. And when they came back home, and they saw that everything was gone. Okay, so let's go ahead and let's try and read. Hallelujah. So I'm going to read from, um, from verse 3. So 
told David and his men came to the city, and here it was burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captives. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices, <coughs> excuse me, and wept until they had no more power to weep. And uh, verse 5, And David's two wives, Ahinam and the Jezreel, Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Canaanite, had been taken captive. Verse 6, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. David strengthened what? Himself. Himself in the Lord. Just quickly. Excuse me. Now, faced with the tragedy of losing, of losing the their families. They uh, I just just a moment. David David began David's soldier began to turn against him. You saw how they began to turn against him and even talk about killing him. Now instead of them planning a rescue they look for someone to blame. In other words, if you had not taken us to go and make an alliance with Achis, then we would not have left our place, and the, the Amalekah could not have come in to raise <clears throat> my wives and my children, my belongings. But David began looking for a solution instead of blaming other people instead of looking for a scapegoat somebody to blame for the crisis he began looking for what alternative solution how can we deal with this solution people were blaming him so when facing problems remember that it is useless to look for someone to blame or criticize now it's a time of problem. It's a time of hardship. It's a time of challenges. Is it the time to blame somebody now? Or criticize somebody now? Instead of looking for a scapegoat, let us consider how we can help find a solution. You see? So how we can find a solution to this crisis we find ourselves rather than looking for who? Someone to blame. And we thank God that uh, David did not blame anyone. He did not criticize. He did not complain. He did not murmur. He just wept and wept and wept until he find no strength to weep any longer. See, 
he did not blame his God. Where were you, God, when I left my family or when they took my, my wives and my children, my belongings? Where were you? Why did you not protect them? Why did you not guide them? I thought you were God. I thought you would guide them. So what happened? So he didn't do that. He didn't complain. He didn't mama. He didn't blame others. He didn't criticize others. He just wept and wept. And what did he do next? Very important for us. Hallelujah. So dealing with crisis in our situation help us learn how to help others as well. Okay? So let's see what happened next. So verse 7. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, that is Abimelech's son, please bring the youthful here to me. And Abiathar brought the youthful to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue the troop? Should I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. See, there are two questions here, or three questions here. First question was, Shall I pursue? Shall I pursue? And the Lord said, Yes, go. And if I pursue, should I defeat them? Yeah, the Lord said, yeah, you will defeat them. And if I defeat them, will I recover all that the enemy has taken? Yes. <clears throat> you will recover everything that the Lord, that they have taken. You see, they are here. Okay. From verse... Um, Seven to uh, to eight, or the questions are there. So one thing to pursue and not win, and one other thing to uh, win, then you will not recover nothing. They have destroyed your family, and you have taken everything they have taken. So this is very important. One way, key ways of asking God for direction. We need to seek the Lord, seek Him while He may be found. We need to seek Him. You see, we have we have to Proverbs chapter fifteen verse three says, that commit your works to the Lord, and your thought will be established." You see, commit your work to work to the Lord, and your thought will be what established. That is in in our dealing with situations, in our dealing with life, we have to assess, commit our works to the Lord that is seek His faith in our lives. See, and Psalm thirty-seven, verse uh, verse three to five. Death with the same situation. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily, shall, and verily thou shalt be fair in the Lord and do good. 
So shalt thou dwell in the land, and very and verily thou shalt be fair. Verse 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of the heart. Delight in ourselves in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of our heart. And verse 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Let's commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You see? So, very, very significant in the way we seek success. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have to what? Trust in the Lord. We have to delight ourselves. We have to follow him. And he is going to give you direction. And he's going to. Uh, and Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So David had a plan in heart that is to pursue, to follow, to go and find if he can recover. He had it in mind. And he sought the face of the Lord and uh, he trusted in the Lord with all his heart and the Lord said, yes, you can go. And when you go, you will be victorious. Not only will you be victorious, you will be able to recover all that the Amalekites have taken. See? So, Proverbs, again, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and he shall direct your path. And I had read before uh, Psalm uh, 37, okay? So Psalm 37 from, uh, from 3 to 5, also very good, okay? So yes, we can continue now. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So the first thing you want to do when you face a crisis like this is to seek the face of God. And that is exactly what David did. He sought the, the face of God. Okay? He sought the face of God. Now, let's continue. So we continue from uh, verse uh, 8. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue. For you shall surely overtake them and without faith recover all. So recover all. I will recover all. I will recover all. Hallelujah. Whatever the devil has taken, whatever the enemy has taken, I will recover all without fail in the name of Jesus. Whatever the Lord has taken from you, whether he has taken uh, peace from you, whether he has taken uh, material things from you, whether he has taken your health, you know, it's very important that we do not feel 
uh, pain and all the sickness, whatever the enemy has taken, that good health, we shall recover it back hundredfold in the name of Jesus. We shall recover all in the name of Jesus without failing. Hallelujah. Failing will not be our portion. In our attempt to recover all as we follow him, that is, as we follow God, as we hear his voice, as we take his faith, failure will not be our part. Hallelujah. So David went, he and his 600 men who were with him, and came to the book Bessor, where those stay, stay who were left behind. Who were left behind. Who were left behind. So David pursued he and 400 men, 200 stayed behind, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Bessor. So we had 600 men, 200 were not useful. Not that they were not useful. I will draw it back. They were useful. It depends, it, it, it depends on what I call useful. When it comes to fighting, a physical fight, they were not all that useful. But just because they were not using, uh, they were not uh, uh, going to fight physical war, does not mean that they were not useful. Everyone was useful. Okay, everyone is useful. Okay, just because they stay behind didn't mean that they were not useful. They were very significant. Okay. Excuse <clears throat> me. Okay. Now, David couldn't go to the tabernacle to ask the Lord for guidance because it was in Saul's territory. Therefore, he called for the Ufor, the only tabernacle-related object he possessed. So in the presence of the priest and this priestly garment, he asked for God's duration. Okay? So it's a way for us to deal with how we have to seek the face of God. Hallelujah. So, so seeing what happened, seeing what happened, we can see that uh, uh, it, 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 that is with 400 men taken and 200, 200 men left, David made a law that those who gathered the equipment, they were left. The 200 men could not follow them. They were um, they were left behind. Okay, they uh, did other uh, responsibility. I talked about it. I talked about it last week. So I'm not going to go through the course of time. So David made a law that those who carried the equipment were to be treated equally with those who fought in the battle. You see. So today, you and I know that several people 
are required, are needed to provide support services. Yes, yeah, they provide support services. You need somebody to uh, to uh, 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 to supply uh, uh, equipment services uh, to you in the front line. See, support services are needed for every soldier in the battle. See, in the church, in other organizations, we need to treat those who provide support and services equally with those on the front line. <clears throat> Just because you are, you are not in the front line doesn't mean you are not important. You are equally as important as those in the front line. You know, without bookkeepers, without secretary, without people who train, without the administrators, those with the public ministry will be unable to do their jobs. You know, right? Without these guys, you won't be able to uh, uh, perform effectively. Are you on the front lines? So don't forget those who are backing you up. See, there are people who are backing you up. You are in the front line. Yes, but there are people who are backing you up. Are you in the support group? Realize that your position, although it may be less glamorous or less exciting, is vital to the victory, the success, and work of the entire group. You see, it's like the body. Everyone must work together for success, for good. Hallelujah. Now, let's come to, I mean, verse 10. And so David went, he and his 600 men who were with him and came to the brook Bethel, where those stay with, who, where those stay, who were left behind. But David pursued he and 400 men for 200 stayed behind. Who were so weary that they could not cross the brook they saw. So they were put in other responsibility. You see, if you cannot do this, they will you will give me alternative work. Yes. Just because you cannot fight in the front line doesn't mean you cannot perform other responsibility. Verse ten. Then they fought and then they found an Egyptian in the field. And brought him to David, and they gave him bread, and he ate, and they let him drink water, and they gave him a piece of what a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, his strength came back to him, for he had eaten no bread, nor drank water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, To whom do you belong, and where are you from? And he said, I am a young man from Egypt servant of an Amalekite. And my master left me behind because three days ago I fell sick. Verse 14. We made an invasion of the southern area of the territories and a territory which belongs to Judah and of the southern area of Caleb. And we burned Ziglar with fire. 15. And David said to him, Can you take me down to this troop? So he said, Swear to me by God that you will never kill me nor deliver me into the hand of my master, and I will take you down to this troop. 
Verse 16. And when he had brought him down where they were, where they were, that is when where when the his servant, the Egyptian, had brought him down. There they were spread out. That is, that is the Amalekites. They're there. They were spread out over the land, eating, drinking, and dancing, because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped, except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two sons, and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons of the daughters, spoils, or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all, all the flocks and heads they had taken had driven before those over uh, before those other other livestock and said this is David's spoil. So you can read all to the end of the uh, that chapter. Very very interesting part of uh, of the word of God. So you see here as they were going on the journey. They found an Egyptian. They found what? An Egyptian. And they um, did not uh, look on the Egyptian as a very insignificant. The Amalekites cruelly left this slave to die. The Amalekites left this slave to die, but God used him to lead to lead David and his men to the Amalekites camp. So David and his men treated the young man kindly, and he returned the kindness by leading them to the enemy. So what do we learn from this? So we need to treat those we meet with respect and dignity. No matter how insignificant they may seem. So you you never know how God will use them to help you or to hurt you, depending upon your response to them. Yeah, if you if we respond to them in a kindly way, it will help us. If we return to them, uh, if we respond to them. In a harsh way, they will haunt us. So depending on how we respond to them. You see, they are, they are respond here. They didn't just start to ask me questions. Uh, this and that, can you take me to your master? But they first of all fed them, fed him, they gave him food. That is what he needed at that time. This guy has not eaten for three days and three nights. He hasn't eaten nothing, no food, no drink, nothing. For three days and three nights, they have not taken anything. You see? So they were they were being tried in in the sense that they themselves you realize that 
the Amalekites had taken everything. So they had little also on them. They have little little food and water. And from the little they have, they were able to give to this Egyptian. You see? So the little we have, it might not be much. That is what we need to give to who is in need. This guy is seriously in need. He's dying. You see, he was a sick slave who had been left by the Amalekites to die in the wilderness. Can you imagine that? Life had, take, had been so devalued by the Amalekites. They don't care about life anymore. So life had been so devalued by the Amalekites that it was considered more economical to replace a slave than provide the medical treatment for him when he was sick. That is, it was more economical for them to leave him to die than to provide him food, to provide him medical care. So he became a burden to them. See, they had to reject him. But the burden, the rejection, became a blessing to other, to David. So he might be rejected in this company. But we are not to lose faith. We are not to be discouraged. We might become a blessing to other companies. Might be rejected by this person. But that is not the end of life. Your rejection will prove a blessing. Will be a blessing to other persons, to other people, to the people that come to your place. They will respect you. They will provide dignity to you. You will become significant. Not too long ago, there was rejection. Let to wander away. But you will find that the moment you leave that area, you will find somebody who will find you very useful. Hallelujah. In many ways we find, in any situation we find ourselves, we have to look at life in a positive way of life. We have to look at the situation. What do we do? What do we do in this light? See? So David find the Egyptian, and that was the turning point. So he'd find his divine helper. He finds somebody who would be very committed. See? And that was the turning point in the recovery. So very important. So we have to seek the face of God. We have to find someone who you can trust. See? Who we can what trust, and this was a divine encounter, and he find a divine helper. And the next thing we need to do is to find someone, your divine helper, who will be able to be trusted. 
So do you find someone today who you can trust in any situation you find yourself? In any situation, if you if you are helping your brother, you are helping Jesus. If you love your fellow brother, you love Jesus. If you dupe your fellow brother, you dupe Jesus. So in our time of crisis, we have to rise up and help if you see somebody in need. In our time of crisis, that is the time to help those in need. He said he, in a time, in a time of challenges, you have no food. You have, you have little you have. That is the time to give to the poor. You see, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 27 says, He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes causes. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a cause. Not only one cause, many. Because we hide our eyes from those who are poor. Those in need. Those that have the position to be for us to see, to come across with. You see, it's not by chance that they just come across. There will be positions to, to either be a blessing or a cause for a blessing by reaching out to them. So if you help your fellow brother, you help, your, you help yourself, actually. If you love your fellow brother, you love yourself, actually. Hallelujah. So... In our challenges, in our in, in, in our time of challenges, in our time of failure, in our time of persecution, in our time of fear, in our time of seeking recovery, that is seeking that total recovery, in a time of seeking victory, in a time of seeking blessing. We need to help someone in need. We need to what? Help someone in need. There will be someone somehow that will come. We will reject them because they are insignificant, because they are poor, because they are they, they don't have anything. They will miss it. Now if you are in a church you find yourself in a church, in an organization. There will be people there that are, they, you can find them, they are not equal to you. They are there for you to, to. they are there as an Egyptian. They are there as your divine opportunity. They are there, they are there as your divine helper. They are poor. Yeah, they don't have. You help him, you help yourself. You will find in a church, they are, they, they are so poor. You yourself know they don't have anything. And you, you come, you look at their shoes. 
Look at the clothes they are, they are wearing. Oh, this one is poor. This one doesn't have any need. And, and, and so sadly, this is a church where I'm not saying everybody is a saint, but we're supposed to do, we, we are being taught. Meaning we are not doing what the Lord, what is being taught. We're supposed to look for people in need. Supposed to help them out. That we look at their shoes, we look at their clothes, you see, and we write them up. We will not even say, How are you? How are you doing? Because they are not in our class. So we look for somebody with good clothes, with good shoes, the shoes are shining. So we don't care whether the shoes were stolen or bought with, with I don't know, how they acquired those things, nobody cares. But we try to move along with those, with that group. And you find that there are different groups in a church, different sects. You find this group, these are the groups very rich. These are the groups. They control the, the church. These are you find all kinds of groups in the church. See? And you will find the poor. They are also in their group. They know they don't have. They know they are poor. But they are here to seek the face of God. So many of them are Egyptians for us. They are divine opportunity. They are divine helpers. They are destiny helpers. They will position you to fulfill your destiny. For, 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 they will position us to rescue all that the enemy has taken. We are not to look down on anyone, whether they are poor, whether they are rich, or whether they have it, or whether they don't have it. We have to just look and ask, how may I help you? Can I be of help to you? You see? And it's a very sad thing to begin to look at the shoes they are wearing and the clothes they are wearing and why you cannot change it. If you know you can change it, then look and see how you can help. Provide good shoes, provide good clothes. Don't look and then you cannot help. See? Don't look except you can help. Okay, <laughs> if you look and you don't help, it's very sad. So the likelihood is that yes, you are more richer than this guy. Okay, and it's not—it's not by richness. It's not by the material you have. It is by the God you carry. Okay, it is by who? By the God you carry. Hallelujah. Okay, so I believe that we are going to go forth today, that we reach out to every divine opportunity, divine helpers, destiny helpers that will come our way. And these are people who vision spiritually to prosper us, to bless us, to recover us. But many, many times we don't, we don't see this. We fail to recognize this. And may the Lord forgive us today. Hallelujah.
you 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 I don't know whether if David had missed this opportunity, what could have been the repercussion if they had taken this injection and just say, oh, one of those uh, people that tried to deal with us and they kill him. I don't know what could have happened. They brought this Egyptian, they fed him, and without knowing him, it provided all that they need to hear and where uh, the enemies who had taken all their belongings, their wives and things, and took them to the exact spot, you see, to the exact spot. And when they went there, they saw them eating, drinking, and dancing. And they were able to recover everything. You see, our little we give to others might position of for position us for a divine opportunity, for divine encounter, for us to fulfill our purpose. Very important. We need somebody. We need a divine helper in every area of our life coming forward. Now we're coming in, now we're lying down, now we're rising up. In every area of our life, we need someone. We need someone. Hallelujah. We need that divine helper. And may the Lord help us to recognize it. And may the Lord help us in every area of our life. And I just want to let you know that the Lord is with you. No matter whatever you are going through, no matter the battle, the the challenges, the trials. So reach out to others in need. And in that reaching out, there will be a breakthrough. There will be healing. There will be recovery in the name of Jesus. So God bless you. God's name face to shine upon you and give you peace. So we love you and God loves you. See you next time. In Christ Jesus. Amen.